I'll be a gracious host. How you doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We I'm getting controversial today. We're gonna get controversial today with with. My my proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you two. Dallas. You okay? Are you all right? No, I'm not. What happened? I got my wife's tea. Her tea is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got the I thought I got the tea I normally get, but I got her. It's like a ginger root tea, and it has pieces of ginger in it. It's disgusting. You got to deal with it today. It's too all late right. to change. You got to drink the whole thing. Oh. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh children of all ages. <laughs> I was gonna let you roll on that and see how much you could actually do. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> all right. I'm all right, I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Production respectfully brings to you the 60th episode of the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyra Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the mauve maker of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quake, and together we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic Creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on the Aegis of Geekdom Network. That is Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and view this podcast and all our podcasts because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Yeah, it's still stuck in my mouth. That's true. And I, hey, if you wanted to, if you're on Facebook, you can support Danny J. Quick by sending him stars. Stars help him earn money to make more content. I don't, I don't know how to turn that off. It happens. Every, I, I aggravated it one time for one stream. Yeah. And now I don't know how to turn it off. Every time I go live anywhere on Facebook, it just pops up. Well, I got the notification yesterday that I can earn stars now, too. There we go. I don't. I don't. I don't post reels a lot though like you do so i don't know how that's gonna work out but hey whatever hey, you can still do it though and you should you i should i should all right how you doing brother brethren danny j quick how are you today i'm doing good i'm actually yeah. doing really good i'm up i'm motivated um about to get some work done today here in the studio i got to reorganize all of my comics and price them today so why um all my the comics that we have out in the store to to sell i have to reorganize i got a new labeling system so oh yeah. mr fancy pants over here money just, bags we wanted to stop using sticky note because they just fall off so i figured why not buy some two dollar labels and actually write the prices on there so damn two dollars who got to know. know you got man 
two dollars, bro. I, it was I. It was a decision too. Like I was like, do I actually? Need <clears throat> or, but you know, gotta in, you gotta invest in yourself. Uh-huh. If no, if I don't invest in me, okay. I can't expect anybody else to want to invest in me. Fair so, enough. Okay. Gotta do it. Right. Make How are you doing? Um, apparently, I don't know how to read labels because I buy I get bad tea and which is stupid because the tea that she uses isn't in English so (laughs) I should have noticed that when I was putting the tea bag in I was like oh this isn't English why did I not pick this up well it is 7am there so you know there's an excuse um how was uh was that Charlotte con is that what you did uh yeah Charlotte mini con was was good last week We, we were off last week um, okay. Last weekend, because we both had shows, and um, it was fun. It was fun. We went out there. We caught up with some some good people that we haven't seen in in a long time, and um, you know, it was fun. We had a good time. How, how was your show? Um, Fresno Anime Gaming Expo was fun. Um, Javon says, first thing I hear when I log on is teabag. Slowly backs out of the podcast. Hey. If you're not in the tea bag, I can't help you. I mean, that's something I I think is fun for everybody. Like personal yeah. personal problem to me. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I had a great time at Fresno, um, which is actually did fairly well. Um, definitely came back with profit, which is always good. And uh, came back with back some back pains because of the bed I slept in was not the most comfortable bed. And uh, yeah. I'm all right. I'm good. Hopefully that back pain goes away. I I, I have chronic back issues, and I uh, I definitely empathize with you there. Apparently, it comes from getting older, is what I've been told. Yes, um, yes, and not working out. To okay, that too. Uh, but to the children out there, don't get old, and you'll be fine. That's yeah, stay young forever. All right, let's uh let's stop wasting some time because. We have a a writer and inker who is apparently freezing his butt off in his garage. So let's get him on so we can get him out. No, he's not. Okay. Um, let's introduce the man, the myth, the legend that is Sean Barbour. What's going on, Sean? Not a whole lot, man. I tried. I had to move to a different part of the house so I could get that reception because we had that dodgy stuff beforehand. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold, so, on. hold on. Hold on. I forgot to do something. I forgot. I did okay. something. There we go. Okay. Oh wow! Oh, there we go. That's kind of rad. This is nice. I like it. Yeah, I, right. I, you, your production value just went up. Thank you. I try. Yeah. <laughs> now I just gotta get rid of our names. How do I get rid of our names? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't don't get rid that. of me. Oh, okay. Fine. You I'm just, you right. just add me. You, you can. <laughs> oh wait, I got it. <laughs> Boom! All right, there we go. Hey, right. like hey. All right, so Sean. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Sean? I'm I'm tired and was trying to run around, take care of some technical issues earlier, but I think we're okay now because everybody's still asleep. Everybody is still asleep, at least for us here, you know. Yeah. And yes, yes, Javon, this is another Oreo sandwich. Apparently. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Sean, we do also Sean, have to address one thing. Sean only goes on black shows. He doesn't. Yes. I, this black <laughs> is, try, and I we drive, know 
is launched during Black History Month, so it's only right to only visit Black shows. So we yeah. appreciate it. We appreciate it, Sean. And we know it is Black History Month, and we got some some BS last year about having Travis Gibb on our show during Black History Month. But we're doing an exception <laughs> for a couple reasons. One, Sean's book has a Black main character in it. That's right. Two, and Sean's artist. book is being drawn by a Black artist, which is me. Yeah. Three, Sean is Black because he knows who's big, who uh, Big Daddy Kane is. So we're giving yes. an honorary Black card. So Sean, Sean, Sean is half Black. My, daily, my day pass. Yes, exactly. I've, I've heard through the grapevine that Sean is black from the waist down also. So Wow. <laughs> um, that's what I, that's I'm not there. <laughs> uh, I'm back out the podcast like Javon. <laughs> I said, this, this just turned into a casting couch situation. Hey, we, we okay. just want to see what you can do. We just want right. to see. <laughs> and uh, Javon, to dispel the rumors, I am half black. My dad is actually from... Uh, Middle America, Belize. So I am actually half black, but I'm darker than Danny. So. That's true. You can, tell, that you can tell Kyron's hair. You can tell by Kyron's hair. What what what's there? It's you thinning out though. What you got? All right. There? All right. Stop the stop the jokes. Sean, why are you here? What's going on? What will we talk about today? Oh, we've got iDrive for Sturber, the Uber service that's like for the paranormal. So that's that's what we that's what we got going on. Of course, you knew that. I know Danny knew that. And you know what? Things are going really well so far. So I think a lot of other people have known that as well. So it's, it's been rad. Now, when you say it's been going well, what are we talking about? Uh, we funded. We funded within. Let's see. The first. What was it? Like the first like week, six week. days. Yeah. It was funded. Yeah. yeah. We're sitting at what eleven days now, and we. Just hit forty five hundred bucks, so that we already passed our first stretch goal, and we're on our way to our second one. So we're halfway there for that one too. So I got no complaints, man. I, I have a question. I have a question, and I and I know we're we're supposed to be doing like a traditional interview, you know, for people who haven't heard. But this, I've I've been hearing about this project for a long time now. I've I watched y'all on Javon. I pretty much watched the whole episode of Javon. What is it, a Stokes podcast? Uh, with y'all on it the other day, so I heard all about this. So I'm not gonna ask the standard questions. And we had you on, we had you on before, and you talked about uh, driver server also. Um, yeah. So you know, if anybody wants the standard interview questions, they can, they can go back to that first. That there's resources. They can yeah, go to fortalespodcast.com, look at previous episodes, <laughs> and check them yeah. out. What you're saying, and you can get it. Yeah. Um. So the 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 cryptid aspect so i i want to know do you have a um do you have like a favorite all right i know that the the uh drive for server started as a reddit thread right yeah um, yeah do you think that that helped to to get you funded so quickly that you already had kind of a built-in audience for this or um do you think it um do you think I... just the natural curiosity of of what it was um, kind of sparked that 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 quick funding. I want to say it's probably a blend of that, but a real big thing early on in like say the marketing push that I was doing like the month beforehand, <clears throat> I reached out to some of the key people um, that were involved in creating it and doing different things within the the universe. So this this whole story has its own universe already with 
um, fan like fan fiction, and it has audio um, narration. It has stories that other people write that take place as part of what they're calling the worst verse. Mm-hmm. And so tapping into um, those like networking access points actually really helped. So early on when doing the pre-launch, uh, got in contact with Scott Pye. He is nature's temper. He does a really cool audio version of the story, both on YouTube and for the campaign. And he made a complete like YouTube video, even just saying, Hey, th- this is what's going on. And so his fan base jumped on there and had at the time doubled um, our following just by that. So there's definitely like comfort points in knowing that there are already fans of the story, kind of like how I became a fan of the story originally. That's made me feel really good that I was doing kind of the right thing and recognizing something that could have the potential to be bigger. Nice. Okay. I like that. Um, and another, another thing that me and Kyron talked about um, when it comes to Kickstarters in general um, I didn't see any cheesecake covers. Um, what's what's up with that? Why are there no sexy cryptids or? Um... No, I mean I'm sure. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there probably is. In fact, I think Kyron tossed me a couple ideas, which I weirdly had like his face on them. I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> we we had to turn those down. You know, we got people they uproar. As an artist, sometimes you need to use real life models. To do what you do, and that's what I was doing. Yeah, I want I wanted you to get a proper visual of what the cover would look like. Um, you just didn't have to reject it so quickly, is all I'm saying. You could give it a thought, like let it simmer in your head. You didn't have well, to see, like, nope, you, nope. you were trying to get me to pay you extra, calling it the uh, only only fans for, for comics. But um, I do like know. getting paid, you know, for my work. <laughs> right. Uh no. Um yeah, no, no beefcake this time. We wanted to keep it uh, in in line with the creator. Um, kind of referred back to them on quite a few things as far as some basic character design that they envisioned in their head. And um, one of the things that was pointed out was that um, we wanted to keep the proportions of people respectable and more accurate out there. So I want to give a, a good portrayal of how people are out in the world, you know, uh, so more people can identify it, not just a certain group of people. Or want to be more inclusive. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, so I, I know, I know. Kyron usually heads the interviews, but y'all have been talking all week. You know, the past for the past month about this book. So, um, is that my head? What is that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's new. That's new. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, I, now I forgot what I was gonna ask. I, you literally just threw me off. What was I about to ask, Kyron? What else has he got going on? Link, actually, <laughs> I was trying to put that one up. Go ahead. Oh man, okay. Um, so the story, the story part of I Drive to Server. Can you tell? Can you tell me? Can you tell me how this without giving giving it away? Can you kind of describe yeah. the story of? It? And I know it's you know, um, you know, a cab service for. For the supernatural but is there more of a um is there a you know kind of a through line with the main character and um how he brings the outside audience into this world or is it 
you know, are we just kind of thrown into it um, at a certain point? What is the what's the inciting incident um, to get the to get the story going? Well, um, I would say like the the cryptids and stuff, the creepypasta characters that make an appearance in the book also act as kind of like a vehicle for the story, so to speak. Um, Jim, he has been really down on his luck and he took this job to try to make ends meet and turns out it pays really well. Um, but in doing so, um, he I, I, I will give away some stuff because it exists and I want people invested. Um, his the ghost of his sister actually hitch, hitches a ride. And so he's got a lot of questions because his sister was murdered. And so now all these questions that he's had from his past and trying to figure things out and just, you know, that way heavily on his heart, he's leaning into and he's she said she knows what happened. She knows what was going on and wants his help to kind of solve and put a rest to um the, all of those things that happen so she can find her way because she feels like that's the reason why she's still sticking around. But oh, wow. through I, all I that, she faces off with a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. So it's got, it, like I said, it's, it's got horror, it's got comedy, it's got even like a murder mystery type of thing tied into it. So it actually has a through point for the story arc that's going on. Yeah, I, I you know, I... <clears throat> A lot of times, me and Morgan talk about this all the time. A lot of times when, when people put up Kickstarters, I, I'll back them without even really knowing what the project is about. Just because I know the creators and I know, you know, certain people are good folks and they make good products. You're one of those people. Kyron is one of those people. If you put up a project and I see it and I have and I think I have I'll have the money when the campaign is over. Um, I'll back <laughs> it, you know, because I want to I want to support the comics. So. A lot of times I don't even know what the story is about, but I've seen Cerber, you know, so many times, um, you know, I'm just interested in what what's the what is the actual story about? But I, I like that. I'm always down for a good um, murder mystery. And, um, you know, I, I think I'll 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 enjoy it. Are you OK, Kyra? Is the tea OK? The tea's good. He's <laughs> regretting life. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe. This is a little honey of ginger, man. Just crunch your yeah. it. It'll make your back feel better, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be all right. You'll be all I'll right. That's supposed to be a palate cleanser, so you know you're getting the full taste on the next tip. Yeah, yeah. All right, so <laughs> has since you we've all known now that you found this as a story off of Reddit. Yeah. Have you found other stories or other features on reddit or other locations that maybe you thought i could possibly turn this into a comic also or has it just been server at this point it's just been server at this point um it has a lot of potential for growth and so i didn't want to put more on my plate than i could handle with trying to um like adapt it and getting people um to work on the book plus i have uh, another another comic kind of in the on the back burner that i wrote completely myself it's not an adaptation or a co-writing type of situation. So this is this is my this is my baby step. This is my step up in trying to develop into a more um I guess a one-stop shop for for comics and trying to be valid in the community and stuff like that. But you and Danny did quick just taking everybody's jobs and <laughs> no I think I think the reason the catalyst for me is because there's so many cool people that I actually really want to work with. So I want to be able to fill shoes that people I want to work with don't fit 
so I can incorporate their talents and kind of showcase them. And that's one thing I really like doing is showcasing other people's abilities. That's why even like, like yourself, like you get pretty much free reign to do the artwork and I very have little, very little input on a lot of that. So I just, I'm just happy to see you guys do your thing. I like that explanation. I'm going to use that. You also, you both, you and Danny didn't realize when I don't draw the faces on the character. So I appreciate that. Like you guys just totally forget. <laughs> well, one of one of the characters doesn't have a face, so you got off easy on that one, bud. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you brought it up. What does this other story that you have on the back burner mean? We're Danny's teen spoiler, so feel free to talk about it. Sure. Uh, that one's going to be like a psychological horror that takes place in the early 1900s at an old asylum, and uh, a guy gets. Um, sent to the mental asylum and he feels that he has unjustly been sent because they used to just send people for whatever. But while he's there, he starts seeing things and hearing things and going through uh, some of the experiences with the other um, inhabitants of the asylum. And something's just not right. But there's some pretty horrific things that they did to get there. And uh, he's got to go through and finds out that there's some sort of a supernatural force behind all that. He's got to make it out. But is it really happening? That's that's the question. So it's pretty safe to say that you're not a very uh, upbeat, cheery guy when it comes to making <laughs> comics at this point. I mean, we talk about Belial is dark humor. You got Cerber and this other book you're now mentioning. It's I don't see any like Care Bear type stuff or... <laughs> Ducktails or anything <laughs> wholesome. Well, there's all I, I feel more comfortable in things that make people uncomfortable, and that's just because that's what I like. That's what I've known more growing up. Uh, my comfort zone align like aligns itself with chaos rather than something that's running smooth. If something's going smooth, I'm not comfortable. And so these are stories that are genuine to me that I feel like I can tell because that's where I feel comfortable writing or involving myself in these in the processes. Okay. I just want to keep it genuine. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be anything I'm not or represent anything that I didn't go through. No, I think people appreciate that. But I think most people appreciate, you know, an authentic creator and not just like, that's why I don't step outside my comfort zone. Everything is all superhero fantasy stuff. I, anything outside of that, I have no knowledge on. So I, I think people will appreciate you doing what you feel most comfortable with and not trying to be something you're not. Danny has this weird look on his face like he smells poop and it's He's, confusing me. He, maybe he can taste your tea now. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I don't understand no. why my wife thinks it. <laughs> I was trying it's to share the I was trying to share the, the, the stream out to other places, but it's uh it's like an event page now instead of a, a regular stream. It's really weird. But yeah. um you know it's technical so, issue. Always technical issues. Um, that's cool though. I I think you gotta have like a you gotta have there's something for everybody, right? We always talked about how um you know comic books are such a versatile platform because you can yeah. tell all kinds of stories through comics. Like I really think comic books are the purest are one of the best forms of storytelling because it's a perfect merger merger of story and art, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't you can't smell it, you can't hear it, you can't, you know, hear it, you can't, you know, you can't 
experience the you can't experience it like a movie but at the same time all you need is the the picture you need the images and you need the words that's all you really need to tell a story and um comic books have lasted what 100 years now because because of that even you know every year they say the comic book industry is dying but there's more and more comics being sold and more and more types of um books coming out so um you can you can do books like the walking dead which will be successful and then you can do books like um superman and batman which will be successful and then you can do my little pony which will be successful and then you can do you know um batman what was the the one with the the knights uh um where they i forget what it was called what uh, tom taylor did they were all back in medieval times or whatever you know and it all works because they um you know, comics are just a, a pure form of storytelling. Well, let me, let me go back just a second, too, because you said that comics can't be heard. And one of the cool things I think that we did with this campaign is there is like an audio visual experience that is available. And to um, and it was basically to pay homage to all the people that were involved in getting in on Cerber before myself. So it's like the prose version of the original story but it's told by Scott Pye, Nature's Temper, and he gave me the audio and gave me permission to use it as well um, to go with the comic. And so what we're doing is taking out all of the word bubbles, all the speech balloons and narration in there, and I'm going to have it available so people can actually follow along with the audio from that story. And so it's just a way of incorporating the whole community of people that have been involved with, with Cerber from the beginning. Nice. I like that. Now you, you do have a stretch goal that's also going to add some other audio to the rewards. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, Mofucius, which is a pen name, has been really elusive as I, as their identity, and the community actually really you know digs it. But they kind of have questions about who they are or what they are. Um, so one of the cool stretch goals that we have uh, one is is an hour of time on a video with them. But our stretch goal is for everybody, uh, and that's <laughs> makes me sleepy. Um, it, sometimes it makes me sleepy too. That's why I did this. Come on now. Uh, but um, the stretch goal itself of five thousand is that um, Mofucius will actually do an audio commentary to the story, so opens up a little bit of that understanding uh, about maybe some of the backstory of some of the characters, maybe about stuff that's coming up. I know that they. Um, express interest in furthering some of the storylines and maybe even perhaps including both Kyron and myself as characters. So we'll see how that goes. So awesome. it should be pretty awesome. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard. It. I might be in the book. Whoa. Kyron indeed <laughs> is indeed a character. So this will um, be the second book easy. I'm a character in. Nice. So yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. A couple more minutes before, uh, we do quick takes, right? Yep. Okay. So we already talked about the the campaign. We talked about how you, you know, found the book. What is the future of Cerber with you involved, John? Uh, with me, I know. Well, you know, if I can keep the team together, I'd like to. Um, the second part of this book is going to be made, obviously, because this one's been successful. And um, since I did put this as a part one of two. Um, there, I've expressed interest in another one of the stories that lies within Cerber. Um, it doesn't have a finishing point, but 
it's where I would like to, should I be given the opportunity to continue the story? I will. So okay. it, there, there's pros, there's prospects in it and investing um, the time and effort to expand even uh, within that same universe to even get more stuff going, which will be cool because of, without the second half of that existing, it'll be new content. So this is pretty rad. Nice. Very cool. I'm excited for that. I mean, while I was drawing the series or the book, it was it was actually pretty cool just diving into these things I'm not familiar with, diving into the story itself and uh, seeing the twist that came with it was actually really cool to find out. I'm not going to I'm not team spoiler, so I'm not going to give anything away, but hopefully the people that do read it enjoy it, and, you know. And it was your your introduction to horse drawing or at least in part so you could do Danny's book, right? I hate both y'all. <laughs> okay, wait. At least the horse in your book is not an actual horse. So I That's could true. I could have what is it a centaur? No. So a kelpie? You won't. It's oh. a kelpie. It's like an it's like an aquatic horse. You're all right, man. And the people can see what it is. They go to the campaign, they're gonna see Siobhan, the sticker on there. So they're gonna know that it, it's a it's a tentacle horse, so to speak. Right. All no, right. Not, 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 not that. Not, not, we're not drawing that. Horses. Horses. <laughs> the animal. I'm not even going to say that out loud. Damn it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this might be a good time for us to, to transition to quick takes because the, the interview is going <laughs> off the rails completely. So let's do it's that. If, you, if you've never heard what quick takes are, quick takes are a uh, Sort of rapid fire situation where Danny has five questions that he got from stalking Sean and our guests' social media, and uh, yeah, we're gonna take a take a minute and get that going. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Do people tell you you look you kind of look like Vincent D'Onofrio? Me? No, that's that's a weight thing. The only people that I've actually gotten in real life has probably been Bruce Willis and then Fred Durst. But that, Wait, that was... I thought he was talking about me about that. No. <laughs> that's that's you. You look more like a, a Denzel Washington type, Kyron. Oh, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So, quick take. Quick takes. Um, Crypt Sean. Takes. You've done this cryptic, cryptic, cryptic takes. Right, y'all, you've done this many times, so you know how it goes. Um, I'm gonna give you five questions. You answer them off the top of your head, and um, you know, let's see how it goes. So, all right. Question number one. In your opinion, um, you've been researching these cryptids and these supernatural entities yeah. for for a while. Which cryptids do you believe are actually real? Cryptids that are actually real. Okay, so <clears throat> I I think if you delve into the into the thought process that uh, people's as a as a group have enough faith or enough power to bring stuff forward, I want to say that um, the presence the presence of Slenderman has had an impact on the real world. In fact, there there's a story about some young young girls that murdered somebody for the sake of Slenderman. And so there's that. Um, you also have the possibility of the rake, 
which is out there. And if you look it up, there, there's supposed to be some real-life pictures of the rake. It's a long, tall, slender, glowing eyes um, type, of, type of creature lived in somebody's attic. There's supposedly true accounts of those out there, and it's big enough. I think it got a movie made about it, too. So some of these ones that lend itself to being real um, have turned into other avenues of cinema or stuff like that. But, I mean, other than that, there used to be stories of, like, the Loveland Frog, uh, the Loveland Frogman. I lived in Ohio. That was an interesting story. And I don't know. I think I like to not close my my ears or my eyes to the possibility that there's more out there, um, especially with people or, like, things like people talk about aliens. Aliens are cryptids. So the, when you hear about the greys or anything like that, those are potential also um, the black eyed children. I think that is one of the creepier things that, that, that is out there that people talk about having real experiences with. So I like to keep my mind open for that possibility, even though it's not comfortable. Wow. I, I didn't think of it uh, like that. Cryptid, I guess aliens would technically be, um, be cryptids. That's a, uh, that's, that's kind of true. Aliens are kind of the, the, I would, I would guess now are the, the most popular one. Like, uh, most people, I, I'm not gonna say most people believe aliens are real, but I'm sure a large segment of the human population actually believes in um in the existence of aliens. As far as how huge the the universe is, and you know, yeah. Well, there's a real big thing out there. Uh, cryptozoology is like a real thing where people try to classify these. And who's to say? I mean, there there's probably more than one type of alien out there. I mean, if there's one, there's got to be more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Question number two, which I just sent Kyron literally 30 seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> you did? Yeah, you got it. I saw your face. <laughs> I was looking at something else. So hold on. All right, go ahead. <laughs> he was looking at his potential beefcake cover. That's what he was, he was distracted. <laughs> Question number two. I saw that and I saw this one on, on Twitter. So I just thought it was funny and I would <laughs> like to see uh, what you what you think. So imagine you go into your attic. Um, which one would you rather find after uh, making a surprise visit, visit to your own attic? A thousand roaches or a human hiding in your attic? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the roaches because you can call in an exterminator and it's okay to kill them. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. it's okay to kill the roaches. You're, you're right. Yeah, and you, know, you don't state, have to go though, through you your house looking for a human too, though. So. <laughs> I feel like there'd be less of a fight. I could just fumigate and be done. I can get somebody else to take care of it for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I asked my wife that question, and she was like, "There's, there's no right answer. <laughs> there, yeah. There's no right answer." Here. Um, thousand roaches. Right. You might as well just burn the house down at that point because you're not getting rid of them. You're not getting rid of those roaches. Yeah, to, to be fair, I feel like you would know it's a problem before it's a problem. <laughs> very true, very true. Okay. Um, <laughs> Javon said you can fumigate, fumigate a human too. Uh, well. <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, I can't, hey, you can go up there and kill that human too and <clears throat> we'll have that much issue. Hey, it might be good. easier than killing the roaches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Question number three. 
like I said, um, I think you kind of, when I saw your picture on on um the the quick takes thing, I was like, he kind of it kind of looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. And I did see uh you posted a couple memes about Vincent D'Onofrio. You post all kinds of memes on your on your Facebook. So I want to know what do you think is the best Vincent D'Onofrio role? Um I don't know. I mean, I appreciate a lot of the work that he did, but as far as best. I'm not even sure. I know one of the ones I, I think I appreciated a lot was his portrayal of Kingpin, but that was more like the TV series or anything, you know, but he did. I, I like to see him brought back into it, actually. Should they continue? Um, I mean, like I said, it's one I, I enjoyed the most and I, and I appreciated him in Men in Black. That yeah, was a lot of fun. So, I mean, those, those yeah, are the I ones that stick out for me. I know there's I a lot of serious roles that he's done. He was great in The Cell. He was the villain in The Cell, and he did a really good job. I didn't know that that was him in, in Men in Black until recently. Like, somebody was, I saw on, on um, I want to say on TikTok that, you know, somebody was going through his roles and, you know, him playing the the roach. And um, I, I got a lot of questions in my... Um, uh, you just tied in and you didn't even know it, did you? You went from roaches to Vincent D'Onofrio. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. You got you got bug problem at your house there. And you're not trying to talk about trying to get it out of your system. Four too. He's like check <laughs> But um, uh, yeah, I, I just recently found out that that was him in there, and I was like, yo, this dude is a transformative actor. He can do anything. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So this is a question. Question number four is one that I ask a lot of creators. Um, what are what, in your opinion, is the best part of making comics and the worst part of making comics? Uh, worst part about making comics is how expensive it is to make comics. Uh, yeah. To me, as being always financially challenged, it is an obstacle, even in the early stages, because you want to be able to present something even at the beginning of a campaign that shows, you know, that it's a it's it's a worthwhile investment, and doing that upfront can be often difficult um the best part of it is actually i feel uh for me is a promise kept from a promise made that i made to my grandmother and it also is something representative of what i get to leave behind for my kids when i'm gone and um it's inspired my kids and hopefully continues to do so uh, to show them that even if it's not a lucrative interest um if it's an interest follow it do it because it's something you enjoy. So you should follow through with that. Don't lose your joy. Often, too often, we give that away to people or things or, you know, events that happen in our lives that transform us and too readily in order to save some other people. Sometimes we give that away. And so making comic books is a way of me kind of reclaiming that portion of myself that, that wants to stay free, wants to be able to exist in something more than the day to day wash, rinse, repeat of a work day and go home and cook dinner and fold laundry, that never ending. Then, you know, and the possibilities are endless within the pages of a comic book. So that to me is, is huge. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So question number five, um, for those of you who don't know, I do a, another podcast called the top five live podcast with um, Javon Stokes and Morgan Iverson. And I always get our uh, guests here to do a top five off the top of their head. And I know you are a video game connoisseur. So I want to know, I want you to give me your top five video games of all time right now. Oh, 
of all time. Okay, so uh, all time, I'm going to go with, I love the Uncharted series. Uncharted games are dope. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Skyrim. Yeah, the movie wasn't bad at all. Uh, I will go with Skyrim. That's a that's a dope game. Uh, if I go further back, I'm gonna go Soul Reaver. That it, that was a cool game to play. Um, and then what else would I say? Mario Three was a benchmark game for me, um, and it was rad to be able to see that in that movie, The Wizard. Even yes. before you were able to play it, that was fun. Wait, wait, you got Fred wait, wait, Savage wait, wait, in it. Wait, 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 Danny, you gave this look like you don't know what The Wizard is. I don't. I don't. I saw know. that. What is that? You don't know what is the wizard is? Yes. You need to watch the wizard, man. He's got Fred Savage in it, and he is like a, and he's got his little brother who might be, I don't know, autistic he's or he's something. Autistic, he's got, yeah. and they didn't and have he the name autistic just, back then, but yeah, he was autistic. Yeah, but he he is a video game wizard, and that's why he, he's the wizard. But he enters a video game competition, and towards the end of the movie, the the big reveal is Mario Three. And all these these kids have to play this esports against each other, Mario Three, to who, who can beat the game. Wait, now what was really big though is back in the day when that first came out, Mario Three had not been announced yet, so the official announcing was in the movie. Yeah, no, I've it never, was a big I've never deal. Heard this movie before, um, oh. I will definitely check it out though. It looks like my type of thing. <laughs> I, say, I can't remember if it's really super good to me now, but I know that it had an impact on me then. And because of that, I got really into the game. Um, and then, other than that, I, I really, I really enjoyed uh, Tetris. So, okay. kind of went backwards with the current to the old school type games. And Tetris, you got, you got to have a favorite puzzle game. You can, you can play Tetris literally any, <clears throat> any time. If you play it on your phone, it's good. If you play it on a console, it's good. Any, it's, it's good anytime, anywhere. So, absolutely, yep. I'm on that um i will say for me um super mario 64 is my is my go-to mario game um that game really impacted me as a as a gamer i was like yo this open world type situation changed yeah the game. changed the game um but good that's a, that's a great list um thank you that is our quick takes sponsored by um server <laughs> <laughs> the rideshare transportation service for the paranormal. There we go. Server, we will get you no matter where you are. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. I had like I had all these graphics that I was gonna bring up for server. I just did not bring them up. I don't know why. Damn it's it. the T, it knocked you off your game. Yeah, definitely. The thing is that I just realized the tea bag just now broke open, so there's more ginger like floating <laughs> in it. I'm like, I'm not drinking this anymore. This is um, Nobody likes a tea bag that's broke open. <sighs> no, yeah, yeah, that's that's gross in on multiple levels. All right, Sean. It's end of the tea. show. <laughs> I'm just wondering if Javon's still watching now and just listening to this part. <laughs> He's like too many. Tea yes, <laughs> he is still watching. <laughs> I do like saying tea bag, tea bag, Zero. tea bag, tea bag. All right, Sean. Uh, end of the show. We want to make sure everybody gets your full pitch and goes to your website. So give us your pitch about what server is. I'm going to give you the floor. Hold on one second here. If I can find you. 
maybe not. Where'd you go? Oh, there you go. Um, right here. There I am. <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, server is about um, Jim, and he's down on his luck, and he just found himself with a new job opportunity, and he finds out that it isn't exactly what he thought it was. It is a rideshare service for the paranormal. And now, not only does he have to deliver his passengers safely, he also has to survive the night. And what's more, now he's got to figure out that there's a mystery that needs to be solved from some ghosts from his past. And that's Cerber. Awesome. And outside of Cerber work, can everybody check out your your works, your other books, things like that? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, I believe, is Instinct Comics. You can find me on TikTok as Instinct. You can find me on Facebook just as myself, Sean Barbour. And if you're interested in anything that I've worked on previously, I do have a store, instinctcomics.com. And uh, right there, you'll be able to see there's all the rewards from the previous campaigns for Belial are there. Um, along with some pretty fun stuff, including a 12-page preview, uh, a preview, I should say, of iDrive for Server. So if you're interested in dipping your toe in the water before even checking out the campaign, you can do that there as well. All right. And Danny, where can people check out your work? Um, if you want to find me, the best place to go is fourthwallpros.com. If you want to find me on social media, it is at the Ace Blade on all social media platforms. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at my website at TaurusComics.com. You can check me out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, OnlyFans, <laughs> Facebook, and OnlyFans at Taurus Comics. Um, and if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, go back to our website is FourTalesPodcast.com. You can go and check out all our previous episodes listen to um you know some of these other crazy things we've done and hey if you want to you can maybe support us by buying some merchandise like these amazing t-shirts featuring danny j quick's head on it i don't know uh, I'm gonna get one of <laughs> you might get one of those all right on, uh, but in a qr so but you gotta get in on that with the quickness yes otherwise you'll miss out all right but that is it for today's episode. Uh, join us next week where we are going to have writer Greg Anderson Elisi on the show. We're going to talk about his book and one of my favorite books. Um, it's not of the Wear Spider. Uh, wait, uh, we're... I'm not going to go into these comments now. So we're just going to end the show because, uh, wow. All right. Anyways. Next week, Greg Anderson Elise is on the show. Uh, if you want to make sure tomorrow you check out the uh count the Geek Council from the Age of Geekdom, it is at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. But until next time, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. I wanna know what it is Quick is trying to say.